You may have heard that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help us save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Let's say I'm trying to lurk on you. You know, see what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I can stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. You do that? Not anymore. <laughs> I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages. So no public feeds. And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay. Babe, did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash? I just said our cash isn't content. Shh. <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. I got neutered. <laughs> you did. Oh. <laughs> and listen, if there was ever a time for me to rub on some balls, now's the time. Now's the time. <laughs> Dead balls. <laughs> Dead ass. Hey, I'm Kadeen. And I'm DeVal. And we're the Ellises. You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys. And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy. Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow. <laughs> oh, and one more important thing to mention. We're married. Yes, sir, we mm-hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics. Things most folks don't want to talk about. Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Deadass is a term that we say every day. So when we say deadass, we're actually saying facts. 100. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. <laughs> we about to take Pillow Talk to a whole new level. Deadass starts right now. I'm going to just let y'all know exactly what happened. <laughs> All right. Went to the doctor. Kay said, I want you to take an appointment. Go see about getting a vasectomy. I said, fine. Went to go see this doctor. He said to me, sir, there are plenty of options. One, you can go to sleep. I said, so. Because <laughs> I'm not staying awake for this. He said, do you want to hear the other options? I said, let me hear the other options. He said, well. You can get a local anesthesia with a needle. So I said, you're going to put a needle by my nuts? <laughs> <laughs> he goes, you won't really feel anything. You may smell a little bit of burning. So I said, oh, so you want to put a needle by my nuts and you want me to smell my nuts burning? <laughs> I said, if you don't put me to sleep, I'm going to go to sleep when I see that needle. Absolutely. All right. So he said, fine. You want the anesthesia? Yes. Wake up on the morning of my surgery. And Kadeen and I are late. Overslept. We overslept. I thought this was a sign from God. God. I thought you were going to say that. I'm like, yo, Kay, I I can't do this. They don't want me to do this. The Lord don't want me to do this. And not like a regular. We were like 40. We we slept the extra like hour. We were supposed to be there at 745. Yes. We woke up at 730. Right. We woke up at 730. that's what it was. And the place is about 40 minutes away. Yeah. So now I'm just like, everything's going wrong in the morning time. So I'm like, I don't even know. So. I started telling myself reasons why I shouldn't get this done. So I said, you know what? I'm going to email MK 
And if they say it's too late, then I mean this is a reason why. So I sent the email. I said, hey, me and my wife are on our way. I feel like before I could even press send, I got an email back saying, it's okay, take your time. <laughs> so I said, damn, okay, just drive. That wasn't it. Just drive. Mm. It was raining that morning. I felt like God was, was. crying. It but, was. And I had gotten um, the night before I was going through the mail and I saw something for the nutcracker. I was like, oh, I'm not going to ask the Val if he want to go to the oh, nutcracker you got jokes? with me. You got jokes? I'm just saying. Maybe we can name that episode, this episode that. Let me finish my story. Man, <laughs> for, yo, before I go about it. Yo, I'm so mad right now. <laughs> it's so, all love. We get there. We get to the doctor, right? And the funny thing is when we get to the doctor, it's like all you see is a bunch of guys with like hoodies on. And they just walking out with their head down and their <laughs> wife is in the car. And it's like, it's, it's like a, that's that. exactly what it looks like. That's literally what it was. So I walk in there and like a soldier. fill out all my paperwork. I have my chest up, mm -hmm. my, my head held high. Mm -hmm. They put the IV in my arm. Yeah. And when I woke up, I wore the same t-shirt. This t-shirt I got on, it says create dope humans. <laughs> the irony of that t-shirt. I have a t-shirt on that right now that says create dope humans. And I can't and do it no that, more. Though. We did that though. We did. We did. did that. So I should, it should have a D on it. Created dope <laughs> humans because that's in the past. But um, I went to sleep and then when I woke up, my nuts was finished. I was right there. You was right there. Yeah. Holding your hand. Holding my hand. Mm -hmm. Should have been holding my nuts. You was talking mad shit too coming out of <laughs> anesthesia. <laughs> I was? You were. <laughs> Wouldn't be any other way. Nope. Pass the peas like you used to do. <laughs> ah, I said, pass the peas like you used to do. Pass the peas like you used to do. Pass the peas like you used to do. Let me not hey. clap because Triple gonna get mad. Yeah. Pass the peas like you used to do. And pass the peas like you used to do. Who remembers what song pass that's from? Pass the peas like you used to do. You, you so high. <laughs> Yo, y'all, have y'all ever seen Kadeen this happy ever in her life? Guys, I'm not laughing at the fact that you had the vasectomy. It's just like the theatrics around everything. Because, you know, nothing can happen normally for us. It's always coming with shits and giggles. Facts. Facts. It was nothing giggling about this, man. My nuts <laughs> was hurting for a little bit. But it's fine. We'll take a break. I'm yes. going to get the piece. So, uh, shout out to Martin. For all y'all who know, Martin is probably my favorite comedian of all time. Mm -hmm. uh, somebody who I admired as an artist, uh, yeah. a lot of his comedy, his physical attributes, a lot of things that I do now just by second Inspired. nature because I watched so much Martin yes. growing up. It's almost like like he's my Michael Jackson uh -huh. to Chris Brown. You uh -huh. know how Chris Brown looks at Michael Jackson is like, that's yeah. that's my North Star. Martin yeah. to me is my North Star. So yeah. Pastor P's is from the episode where they were having the Thanksgiving competition uh -huh. Uh -huh. and Gina ain't do nothing but snap them scraggly ass peas. <laughs> <laughs> scraggly ass peas. That was a great episode. Yeah. Shout out to Martin Lawrence. All right, y'all. We'll be back. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, y'all. Losing two loved ones in a matter of six months, it can be a lot. And a lot of times when you're dealing with grief, you have a lot to get off your chest with your family. That's absolutely right. You know, people carry around all different types of stresses, big and small. When you keep them bottled up, it can start to affect you negatively. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to kind of figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. 
Visit BetterHelp.com slash Deadass today to get 10% off your first visit. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deadass. Hey, what's good, y'all? I think it's important for you to understand why black representation in media is important. It's important because the media represents how people view us. And it's important that they understand that black people are not a monolithic people. That is a fact. And the next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Let's say I'm trying to lurk on you. You know, see what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I can stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. You do that? Not anymore. <laughs> I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages. So no public feeds. And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay. Babe, did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash? I just said our cash isn't content. Shh. <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. And get this. Near, yes, near, the OG that I used for years has now leveled up. And they have these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell amazing. My personal favorite, coconut oil and vitamin E because it's gentle on my skin. And down to the body cream, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, which is a modern take on indulgent and classic femininity. Okay, it works in as little as three minutes, no nicks, no cuts, and the smooth skin lasts days longer than shaving. Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all those nasty chemicals so you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin. Have a me time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. All right, now we back. So mm -hmm. let's break down why I decided to have the vasectomy. Yeah. Okay, so. Yeah. For everyone that's like, come on, man. Y'all got one more in you. Come on, man. The girl's out there. She's nowhere. It's nowhere. Nowhere. I am the girl. <laughs> I'm the girl. I'm the only girl. That's it, it. It's the beginning and middle. I am the one. Yes, yes. You're the queen. You're the queen that reigns. Yes, yes. The yes. Queen that reigns supreme. Reigns supreme. But yeah, so in the beginning, you said, you know, Kay made this appointment for me and I went... Let's just be clear that this wasn't just something that I came up with and was like, because nah. it, it was funny. Nah. DeVal had a, an appointment initially a couple months ago yes. for a consultation. Mm -hmm. So in talking, when he agreed that, you know what, Kay, I'm going to go ahead and get this vasectomy. I said, all right, I'm going to find you the best doctor to do it out here in Atlanta. So, um, And he had to be able to do what? A reversal. No, 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 no. Put me to sleep. I'll put you to sleep. Yes. yes. And I say reversal just because I just feel like if somebody is, 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 is if this is a specialty, 
vasectomies and reversals, I at least know that he knows it front, yes. back, sideways, and all that good stuff. Yes. No plans to reverse it, but no. you never know, right? No. So um, I ended up making an appointment for him just based on scheduling because typically DeVal doesn't even look at the calendar. No, I look I at the calendar. So I said, all right, he looks like he's free this day. And I think something ended up coming up work-related and you weren't able to make that mm -mm. meeting. And they called to confirm the appointment filming. the day before you were filming. filming. Yes. Filming. And um, she called and she's like, hey, you don't just want to confirm the appointment. And he's just like, ah, yeah, um, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to make that appointment anymore. And I just thought about because she kind of laughed. She kind of laughed. She laughed like, oh, like this wife, happens all the time. Yeah, like, oh, your wife made this appointment. So I can imagine how many men get cold feet deciding uh -huh. like, you know what? I kind of want to do this. And yeah. then my, my wife makes this appointment yeah. or the wife takes the liberty of making the appointment and then he's just like, yeah, no, nah, I'm not coming to that. Yeah. Nah. I wonder how often that happens. That's the, I mean, we, well, we know a couple of uh, friends of ours who've told us verbatim that the wives made the appointment and he just didn't go. Right. But um, I just want to put this out there for all you feminists, all you women that be in my comments, <laughs> you know, that's team K. K did not make me get a vasectomy. No. All right. So gentlemen, don't, mm -mm. don't feel like we took an L because the vow went and just, <laughs> got a vasectomy because Kay said, no, I got a vasectomy on my own to protect my wife. He did. Okay? I'm going to tell you why. Break All right? it down for them. There's a number of things. Number one, everyone knows that Kadeen and I love each other immensely, multiple times a week. We're obnoxious. Consistently, <laughs> physically, okay? We have a lot of sex, okay? We, we've talked about this a lot on the podcast. Anybody who sees us out, Always says, oh my God, y'all always touching each other. It's just, <laughs> that's why we have four kids. We can't help ourselves. Yeah, we just, we always be on top of each <laughs> other. And there are some things that have changed in Kadeen's health mm -hmm. that became alarming to me in particular. Number one, after we had Cass, uh, Dakota, we talked about this, she suffered from postpartum preeclampsia, which means more than likely if she gets pregnant again, she's probably going to have full preeclampsia while she's pregnant, mm -hmm. which is a life and death situation. And it's extremely uncomfortable for a mom yeah. to go through pregnancy with preeclampsia. Very high risk. And for those yes. of you who don't know, if you haven't listened to that episode where I spoke in detail about my emergency room visit, we had a couple of emergency room visits yes. now that we've been talking about. Um, but yeah, this one in particular was just scary for me because I will say, and I think I might have admitted this on an episode, that I, I was toying with the idea of one more. Mm -hmm. You know, five is my favorite number. So I was like, okay. December And 5th. to be very honest, um, I had such beautiful experiences pregnant. Mm -hmm. yes. um, I also feel like we were in a position, and we are in a position in a space where we we're just like, you know what? Maybe I could do just one more. Right. And if we had five boys, okay. Right. Or if not, we had a girl. Cool, too. Right. Um, but then this was really what put the kibosh, the nail in the coffin yeah. for me was that postpartum preeclampsia episode because having to now say, oh man, like having a fifth child and then having full-blown preeclampsia and then running the risk of low birth weight, cesarean mm -hmm. section after having all natural births. Yeah. It was just way too many, when you weigh out the pros and the cons, it just didn't make sense for us. So right. we're officially done, y'all. So we, were, we, were, we had decided that we were officially having done having children. And at that point, Kadeen said she's going to get on birth control until, excuse me, until we could figure out when I could get the vasectomy. Because Kanina and I had already planned. I know I made a lot of jokes on social media because we do believe in in making th making people laugh. Mm -hmm. That I said I would never get a vasectomy, or every time she talked about it, I would scream and grab my nuts and fall on the floor. <laughs> um, but it was just it was jokes. But we had already decided that once we were done having kids, I was going to have a vasectomy because it's the easiest way to get uh, contraception. Mm -hmm. So. Kadeen got on birth control because we hadn't planned the vasectomy yet. And even though she did the copper IUD, mm -hmm. 
before she did birth control, the hormonal birth control, her hair fell out. She yeah, gained weight. She was moody. Things. It was too much. So we decided to go with the Paragard IUD. But with the IUD, she started having her period every three weeks, mm-hmm. and they were extremely heavy. Super heavy. Which led the to her having, time. which led to her having low iron mm-hmm. and start to develop anemia. Mm-hmm. So we like, dang. So now you know we we didn't use the hormones. We used the copper, and this is happening with the copper. Right. So it's there's like there's always a side effect. There's always a side effect with birth control, and it also lowered her libido. Yeah, just having something in her, like mm-hmm. us having sex. We couldn't have sex the way we want to have sex because she could feel it, and she would feel tender, or I could feel it. And the the last time we had the IUD was when it it got knocked out right before. Oh yeah, it was Dakota. like on its way out. It was on its way um, out after Kyra. After Kyra. After Kaz. After Kaz. After Kaz. Yes. It was on its way out, so it was kind of like, all right, now's the time, I guess, because right. it was already kind of coming out. But for us, the whole IUD just never worked with us. Like mm-hmm. it just, it just seemed like it wasn't the safest bet for us. Mm-hmm. Her body didn't respond well to it. She also had issues with the copper mm-hmm. and has to see a doctor about that. So it was like, you know what? In order to protect my wife, in order for us to have the sex life we want to have, because Kadena is always a better sex partner when she's not on any type of contraception, mm-hmm. I need to get a vasectomy. Yeah. So it wasn't a Deval versus Kadeen, let's see who wins. Yeah, no. Because it, it seems like everyone likes to make it a man versus woman right, thing. It's exactly. like, oh, he got a vasectomy, so the woman won. Right. No, it's not. I it's made not this that. decision on my own yeah. to have a vasectomy. Yeah, because usually the argument is like, well, the woman did all the work, she had all the kids, so this is the one thing you could do, blah, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. But I do also understand, like, that's a sensitive topic for men. Like, we it can't is. disregard the fact that some men just don't want that as an option. Like, they right. don't, like, you know. And even when you talk about um, how you felt physically after the procedure, like mm-hmm. give them a little insight on that because I know too that's an uncomfortable feeling naturally for you guys as well. So I'm going to be honest. I spoke to all my boys who have had vasectomies. Now, here's the truth. There are a lot more men who have had vasectomies who are not talking about it. Uh, taboo be- talk. It's, it's another, yeah. another dead-ass podcast, a very taboo topic that people don't talk about. But then you speak to your homeboys like, yeah, I had a vasectomy a couple years ago. I had a vasectomy after my last child. And it's like, wow. There are a lot of men walking around with vasectomies, and I asked them why. They all said the same thing. They said, well, number one, my sex life got better after I had a vasectomy because my wife felt more normal that she didn't have to take any birth control pills and didn't have an IUD. Additionally, they just knew that they were done. So even when you do take a contraception, you can mm-hmm. still have a baby, but a vasectomy is the safest way to not have any more kids. Right. So I asked them what the recovery was like, and they was like, it's very simple. You know, you keep the peace. Because they're smaller around peas, they form, mm-hmm. you know, to the sack, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? They keep it cool down there, keep the swelling down. You take the medication for two days. You don't lift anything heavy. You don't run. You don't jump. And Deval by the did third all day, those things sidebar. Well, I did all those. That's the next. The next podcast, you'll hear why I had to do all of mm-hmm. those things, right? We had in detail, but we had an emergency room visit. I had to pick up Cairo and carry him to the emergency room. Then Jackson had a football game. The very next day. Then Cairo had a football game the day after that. That's so, one, one thing Deval going to do is coach. And I had to coach my boys because mm-hmm. that's that's what I do. So I was out there on my feet. So, um, But I didn't do any major lifting. No, I kept the peas nearby. Mm-hmm. Um, I took my antibiotics all the way through. And then by the third day, yeah. I was the able to walk around. Super small too. Super, super small. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't, it didn't require much. Like, to be honest, I was, I, I remember going to sleep and then waking up and thinking like, damn, I must have been asleep for so long. No. And it was only like 40 minutes. Yeah. I think from start to finish, but the actual procedure once you're under is like yeah. 15 minutes. It's 15 so, minutes. Yeah. Because I remember me too was super tired that morning and I could see like the couples walking in and out yeah. and then the guys would be let go. And it was literally like a <laughs> row of cars. 
And they were all, I'm just assuming the women, the spouses, whatever, all of them were sitting in the driver's seat just kind of waiting for them to come out. And then yeah. the nurse comes out with the couple and yeah. you see him kind of limp into the car and wife helps him in. And <laughs> it so, was like literally like a, like the discharge of a woman who had a baby. You know how yes, we're like yes, limping yes, out on yes. a wheelchair? It was the reverse it of it. It was the reverse of it. It was just so funny to see. What's funny to me is that while I'm coaching, right? All of the parents are like, coach, you got a limp, you got an ankle. And this is me. Yeah, man, uh, it's an old football injury. Uh, because now my masculinity <laughs> my, my, my masculinity is being questioned <laughs> because I can't tell people I had a vasectomy out loud who I don't know. Uh -huh. So I'm just going to super macho mode. It's like, yeah, you know, I played in the NFL for years. I had a couple knee injuries <laughs> that forced me to limp plus a sciatica from all the tackling. I never tackled anybody. I played receiver. <laughs> all the tackling on my back. So that's why I'm limping. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's what happened. Meanwhile, my nut is swollen because I it shouldn't sure be on my You feet. should not be on your feet, bro. And but, every um, time Deval used to tell me, go sit down, get some rest. You just had a baby. You just had a baby. Now the roles have reversed and he's yes. just like, hey, I know my body. I know my body. <laughs> I've, I've been an elite athlete my whole life. Like, I Chill understand. Wolverine. Yes, that's what I call myself. I call myself Wolverine because I heal faster than most humans. For sure. So, um, Well, for me, um, one thing that stands out mm -hmm. for us as we're like closing the chapter in our lives of having children mm -hmm. Um, knowing that we're done, I had a split second moment where I was, and I said it to y'all, I was like, I feel like I was like mourning the loss of children we never had. Like something yeah. so final about yeah. the vasectomy is almost finite. like a, yeah, it's like a woman tying her tubes or something and then yeah. knowing that you're done. And I feel like I kind of was forced into the decision being made for myself. Mm -hmm. Um my body made the decision after Coda. Yeah, your body said, yo, you know, that's and it. And I kind of struggled with that for a little bit. And for for lack of wanting to sound ungrateful, like I'm super grateful that I have four healthy, beautiful boys. Mm -hmm. And my body was able to do everything that it needed to do to bring them earthside. Um, I did have a split second where I felt like that choice was taken away from me. Yeah. Because I, I wasn't the one to say I'm done. You know, right. it's like the one up between like my body. And at that point I said, you right. know what, Kadeen, you're just sitting here. You were praying and asking for signs. Like, do you have one more? Facts. And then God Facts. literally <laughs> says to you, girl, stop. Right. Enough. You are more than content with your boys. You are a yeah. boy mom through and through. Sitting at these football games and the way I've yeah. been carrying on. Like this, this you're life boy was mom. meant for me. You're a boy mom. And then I, I suffer through. <laughs> Not to sound mean, but I suffer through like the cheerleading, you know, halftime shows. And I'm just like, man, this really wouldn't have been my life because I sure as hell would not want to be on nobody's 50 yard line, you know, you doing the dance routine. I'm a boy mom through and through. And I'm thankful for that. But I did have a moment where I kind of felt like, Lord, I'm not being selfish and I'm grateful. But, you know, I just wish I was the one to make the choice. Yeah. And he was like, sis, I made the choice for you. And yeah. I was accept I was accepting of that and I was okay with that. Yeah. That's why it made it that much easier for me to support you through this process. Mm -hmm. Um and also too, just looking at how greatly I know it's already um affecting, you know, our men mental mm -hmm. when it comes to our sex life. Yeah. And us trying to say, All right, we're done with kids. I know that I'm not gonna have to go through the whole gamut of getting pregnant, being yes. pregnant, yes. postpartum, recovering, then you know, the the post postpartum process gentlemen let me it's tell you great something to feel like that my my wife disclosed something to me a couple years ago that i never i never even thought about and i was just like yo why why is sex like to you sometimes so daunting and she was like you know if, I, if i'm not on birth control my concern sometimes being if if i get pregnant mm -hmm. 
And I was like, yo, you know, I never really thought, because in my mind as a man, sometimes you're like, all right, if you get pregnant, you're pregnant. We married, we making money, we doing mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. But I'm not thinking like, then your body literally has to go through that for 10 months. And then another 10 months of recovery after that. That's mm-hmm. a long time mm-hmm. for a woman to put all of her life on hold, get yeah. her body back, do all that other stuff. And I started to realize like, you know, as a young man, you don't think about it. Mm-hmm. But then when your wife is honest and say, it's hard for me to get excited about sex because I have to also worry, am I going to get pregnant this time? Right. I mean, That changes everything. I think everybody's been there where they're just like yeah. on their period watch. Like, oh shit, I, ho- I hope on flow show up this yeah. time because yeah. he was a little reckless. You know, everyone's, yeah. I'm sure has been in a position like that. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't allow you to fully just be in those moments sometimes when there's like yeah. something in the back of your mind that you're concerned or, or anxious or worried about. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was necessary for me. I feel like now that we both decided, all right, we're done. Um, the timeline kind of went like this. So on a Tuesday, after getting some blood work results back mm-hmm. two weeks prior that showed that my hemoglobin was now low. Yes. And it was a direct impact of having the IUD. And the doctor confirmed that when I went to see her on this Tuesday. Um, I said, sis, mm-hmm. uh, I'm about to take this IUD out. So she laughed and she said, oh, did hubby get the vasectomy? And I said, he's going on Thursday. And she said, oh, mm. you know, it's not instantaneous, Right. right? Right. I said, I know. <laughs> so what I'm going to need you to do is give me something right. just to make sure that I'm protected for this temporary moment. About six to eight weeks. Because sperm count will decrease gradually after a vasectomy. But doctors recommend yeah. having your du- urologist test the specimen. Once at six weeks and then again at eight weeks. Right. And they're, give, they're, give, they're give, giving more or less 20 to 25 ejaculations. Yeah. So you got work to do between. We the, got work to do. Yeah. Now and then. But in the meantime. <laughs> <laughs> but in the meantime. <laughs> I was, you probably might have 20 to 25 in less than eight weeks. I'm sure. Let me what think, do you we, think? We if you break do down what, the math. We do about three to four times three a week. Three to four week. times a week. In eight weeks. Yeah. That'll, yeah. that'll put you at right. 24 Christmas to 32. Gift. I've been 24 year. to 32 in, in uh, those eight weeks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, I said, please, like, what are my options? Because the last thing I really wanted to do is put another form of contraceptive right. into my body. Right. But I also just know how Deval yeah. and I are. And I said, you know what? We, you know, we're supposed to be going on a little trip soon. Yeah. And I said, let me yeah. make sure that I take that into account. So she recommended to me the mini pill because mm-hmm. it's not estrogen and progesterone. It's just progesterone. Mm-hmm. And if you take it the same time every day, it's 99% effective. Mm-hmm. And it at least will hold me over and make sure that I'm good until you're right. good. And for me, it was just the onus that I wanted to take on myself to say, okay, Deval is taking this step for me. Mm-hmm. The reciprocity in the relationship was, Kadeen had the four children, great. Now Deval is taking this step to make sure that now I can rid my body mm-hmm. of any toxins that I can then pour into him sexually the way he needs me to mm-hmm. because I'll just feel like myself again. I just have not felt like myself well, sexually in a long time. I will say this, though. You already have poured more into our sex life over the last couple of years, mm-hmm. even dealing with all of that stuff, which was also another reason why, for me, it was easy to make that decision, right? Yeah. Because we, you know, you know we have a book coming out, Shameless Plug, We Over Me, Yay. drops February 7th. Yes. Uh, pre-order Pre-order available now. now. <laughs> but... Kadeen is constantly thinking about me, right? And I'm constantly thinking about her. So when I look at the way our lives have gone and we've talked so much about sex and the issues we've had with sex to get to the point now where we have such a better sex life, Mm -hmm. it would just only made sense for me to do what I can do in my part to make our sex life even better. Right. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times 
men feel like, damn, if you get a vasectomy, you lost. Or women will feel like, well, yeah. you, your man got a vasectomy, you won. You won, sweetheart. It's like, no. Right. We both win when right. we make decisions for each other. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because right now, it's about to be pussy on demand <laughs> once these nuts heal up. Listen. You know what I'm saying? We Absolutely. don't got to worry about none of that stuff. Absolutely. Um, we don't have to work. First of all, and I, and I don't want to say this and sound negatively, mm-hmm. right? But when you have to consistently worry about when you're going to have a child or not, mm-hmm. that's hard to get into the mode sexually. And yeah. Kadeen and I yeah. don't like condoms, yeah. right? This is not a thing where it's like, oh, well, why don't you just wear a condom? Mm-hmm. Oh, Devout don't like wearing condoms. Kadeen don't like wearing condoms neither. Nope, sure don't. Well, she don't like what I wear condoms either. Right. So for us, it's like, let's do what we can to make sure that we have the most vibrant sex life and we can swing from the chandeliers and I have to focus on it. But we love sure. our children. For sure. It's just a thing too where as a man, your wife goes into a heavy period every three weeks. You wake up and she's like, dang, I bled through. Yeah. And she, send, she used to send me pictures that she felt uncomfortable. Like it would just be so much blood. And I'm like, that's not healthy. Yeah. It really just isn't healthy to have a foreign object in your body causing you to lose blood at a, a faster rate than what is naturally supposed to happen. Yeah. And then all of the things happening to your body, it was just like, nah, like I, I got to do this. Yeah. And it's crazy. Like you talk about men not talking about vasectomies often. I was just, for example, away on a bachelorette weekend for a friend of mine who's getting married. And, you know, women, mm-hmm. we kind of get together. And it's crazy how at our age, the conversations are so different than they mm-hmm. were in our 20s because this is my friend's second marriage. But, um, you know, I was speaking to another young lady who was just like, I had to have a hysterectomy. Because after my, she has five children mm. and she said after her five children, her uterus just never went back down to size. Mm. And she just naturally bleeds more now because her uterus is kind of like stretching out, yeah, you yeah. know, a pair of leggings, for example. Yeah. And then eventually it's never going to go back down. You know, it's smaller, but it's still not mm-hmm. the same as it was pre-babies or after one baby. So in general, she just had to have a hysterectomy because after taking out her power guard because of all the blood because loss. Because of all the blood loss. Then her uterus just being bigger, she was just losing more blood because of that mm. and had to have a hysterectomy. So those conversations are being had and particularly mm-hmm. amongst black men and women. If we talk more, more often about now. it, yeah, more yeah. often, I think our generation is making sure that we're having those. Un- and it shouldn't even be uncomfortable conversations, but they kind of can start that way. But if you have you know, uh, uh, you feel comfortable in certain circles to speak about it. It can well, really be helpful. It's it's difficult for men because oftentimes we feel emasculated. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, oh, you had a vasectomy. Why? Your wife made you get a vasectomy. Yeah. Because the thing where it's like no man volunteers to have a vasectomy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you had to do it because it was something your wife wanted you to do. That's yeah. the thought process behind it. Yeah. And I'm here to speak on that not being the case mm-hmm. because I can tell you right now if I told Kadeen that I didn't want to have a vasectomy mm-hmm. she probably would have found no she definitely would have found another way yeah. for us to use protection yeah so that we can continue our sex life the way it was Absolutely. but for me it was just it was it was me I empowered myself to be like no if I can do this little procedure mm-hmm. and I did ask questions I said is my nut gonna be the same is the consistency <laughs> gonna be the same am I gonna lose testosterone you know so and just like in his I words, it, it all makes the sure that my nut ain't watery. I yeah, said, I, didn't watery? Want, I didn't want watery nut. That like it sounds, <laughs> Shit, I don't need the tip. No, I know you don't, Shame. even though it helped you hydrate. <laughs> I was thinking like <laughs> it was it's like the most elementary thought and mindset. Mm-hmm. But when you don't ask questions, right. you don't get answers. That's it. So I asked my boys, I asked the doctor. He sat down with me for about 45 minutes and explained everything would be exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And um I felt comfortable making mm-hmm. a decision. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a finite feeling. Like I look at my four boys and I'm like, that's it. Yeah. I'm not going to have any more children. Yeah. But let me tell you the, the best part 
about this past weekend. I had the vasectomy. We had the issue, you know, at the emergency room, and we'll talk about that on the next podcast. But then on the Saturday, Jackson went out, had over 180 yards rushing, almost returned a kick, had a touchdown, had two PBUs. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's my, I created that. Yeah. You know, then Cairo, the following day, mm-hmm. had six touchdowns, mm-hmm. you know, captured four flags in flag football, mm-hmm. and they won their game. And it's like, I have so much to be thankful for and grateful with the children I have. Mm-hmm. I can't sit here and think about the children I may possibly would have had if I never had the vasectomy. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it was pretty, when I look back on it, it's kind of foolish of me to be like, oh my God, I'm just like. Both of us. But yeah, we were both, both kind of just like, oh my God, there's these kids out there that we're not going to have, you know. Right, but, um, right. <laughs> You know, but I think it was just us us embracing the final mm-hmm. feeling in that moment. Mm-hmm. You know, we just both had to just say, okay, this is really it. Because we just love our kids so much and I'm Absolutely. like shoot if I could I probably would have like 10 kids you know what I'm saying just Absolutely. because we love them so Absolutely. much and they're such a light in our life but um how would you say you were feeling mentally like before and after is it like a, a mental prep that you feel like you had to have going into it no I mean I, you have mental fortitude through the roof so I wasn't uh, as worried about you but mentally I wasn't worried. once I make a decision about things and, and I do my research mm-hmm. there's never a lot of back and forth once you make a decision you you follow through with the decision and you deal with whatever consequences happen afterwards mm-hmm. I'm not the type of person that goes back and forth you're not so you're right. I, I just felt comfortable I felt confident plus um it was just it, it was the commitment that you made to me for four children mm-hmm. three of them natural two at home after having a child and almost losing you, it was like, you made your commitment, mm-hmm. right? I got to make my commitment. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, you've been making such a great commitment sexually to make mm-hmm. sure that we are good in our space. That it was just like, I can't wait mm-hmm. to give you that that freedom of your mind mm-hmm. to where it's like, let's go have fun and I don't have to worry about anything. Yes. I don't have to worry about taking a pill. I don't have to yes. worry about checking for strings afterwards. You don't have to say, babe, calm down. I can fit. Like, I I felt like this is going to open us up sexually mm-hmm. in a completely different way. Yeah. Because I remember when you took the, well, when it got knocked out the first time and it was like, <laughs> well, let's try to have uh, a fourth baby. Mm-hmm. I remember how free you were sexually then because we were trying to have a baby, right? And you so was freaking moment, off. It was, like, it was okay. like, yeah. So yeah. It, was, it was like there was no limitations. I felt like on right. Us. Yeah. So, so I have a, a question for you. Like, yeah, what what made you get to that point? And we haven't talked about sex in a while. We typically mm-hmm. do our second episode every year is a sex episode, mm-hmm. and we talked a lot about our problems mm-hmm. with sex. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we got to a point over the last, I think, three years mm-hmm. where sex hasn't been the problem. Right. So we haven't really had that many sex episodes. Mm-hmm. How did you get to the point where you were like, I think I figured out what what I need to do or what you needed to do? Right. And this is like you mean pre-vasectomy or yeah, just pre-vasectomy. Like while we were deciding. Yeah. yeah um, I just, to be quite honest, I just got tired of us being in the same space, knowing that there were so many things that I could control to mm-hmm. make things better for us that I just was neglecting to do. And then we would end up in these, you know, back and forth discussions about mm-hmm. the same shit and there was just no change. And I think in part it was me just knowing like shit, like, okay, we may potentially have another kid. So it's just like that that just looming over my head, mm-hmm. knowing too also too, like I was still on some sort of birth control. So that was looming over my head. But I also felt like, man, like Deval just deserves to enjoy me and we deserve to enjoy each other mm-hmm. in a space where we just don't have any limitations that we can just mm-hmm. 
do whatever we want to each other sexually and not have to feel the repercussions of having to worry. I mean, you've mm. busted your tail to make sure that I was in a space where I'm comfortable in this house. Like we, mm. we don't have anything to worry about. You've taken so much worry and so much of my everyday um, concerns off mm. of my plate that I was just like, I just have to do my part and I could be better able at doing my part if I am fully just green again, you know, there's nothing you. in my body. Um, and if you're willing to do this for our family and for us and for our relationship and for our sex life, and you found out the benefits too of just prostate health after yeah, the fact. After the fact, yeah. Um, that shit, like now is the time for us to really just turn up. Like all of those mm. things that I've been promising you and and just not fulfilling, now's the time to do it because we have so the space to do it. You're saying it was just a, a moment of accountability, like Yeah. It really was. And this is this is this is gonna sound crazy, but I do think that this is important for people to hear. Like if you want a woman to be open sexually, you have to try to remove as much stress from her life as possible, right? Mm -hmm. It's hard for a woman to... You, you guys are built different than us. Mm -hmm. When I'm stressed or when a man is stressed, we look for a release, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, damn, I want to fuck. Mm -hmm. right? For women, when you're stressed, it's not, the same, it's not the same thing. You're not thinking about having a sexual release. For right. men, it is. Right. So I felt like for me... If I remove as many of the stresses away from you, you know, mm -hmm. having your mom and dad here to help us, mm -hmm. making sure you don't have to work full time. Of course, everybody can't provide that for that woman. But I felt like for me, being able to provide that would put you in a, a sense of peace mm -hmm. so that you can be open sexually. And it absolutely did. And that's another reason why it was difficult for me to continue to have excuses. Like I was tired of just having excuses. I'm like, my mm -hmm. husband's doing everything in his power to make sure that I'm good. Like... I can't complain about being tired because why I have help with the kids like, you know, and those things just like human yeah. things happen and, and we get tired. I'm just like enough with the excuses. Mm -hmm. I need to make sure that my husband is taken care of. If he wants to be monogamous with me and that's the same thing I'm requesting from him, mm -hmm. I have to make sure that I'm doing my part and I wasn't doing my part. Mm -hmm. I can admit that I wasn't. Um, wow, that's that's. I mean, that's that's honest to say, though. Mm -hmm. You know how many women won't say that? I just mm -hmm. wasn't doing my part I just wasn't my job. because I wasn't. it's easy for because we we see it all the time on social media. People listen to our podcast. The first thing they'll say was, "Well, she gave you three whole boys at the time. We had three whole boys. Oh, mm -hmm. Kadeen is tired." And then even when you you know even when people would say, "Well, Deval is a very active father. Kadeen mm -hmm. doesn't have to work full time. Like, mm -hmm. why is she so tired?" They were still like, "But nah, she don't have to." And it's like, no, yeah. at some point. As a woman, if you require monogamy, there's a responsibility to take care of your partner's sexual needs. Absolutely. But that's how I felt with the vasectomy. Mm -hmm. If I'm requiring you to be monogamous, mm -hmm. I have to take care of your sexual health, right? right? So we literally, in this moment, we're taking care of each, each other. other. You see what I'm saying? Right, right. That's the biggest thing. Right. It's like, you were like, you know what? I have to do better to take care of my husband. And I said, you know, what? I got to get a vasectomy because if it's going to help take care of my wife's sexual health, She's not bleeding consistently. She don't have periods too often. She don't have to worry about something foreign in her body. I have to be accountable. Yeah. So it's funny how couples, when they start to use accountability as a way to be better for their partner, can grow together right. as opposed to looking the place the blame. blame. Yep. You see what I'm saying? As it's opposed to you saying, Deval, you're not doing this. And me saying, well, Kadeen, you weren't doing that. Mm -hmm. We just said, you know what? I'm responsible to do this. And now look at where we are. For sure. And I just, you know? I got tired of trying to find reasons and find, you know, excuses to not be what you needed for me. Mm. For what I, what you needed me to be for you, I should say. Um, that just gets exhausting. And at this point, I'm just like, yo, I just... I feel like we were put in an, in an uncomfortable space for a while. And yeah. now, you know, how you're in that uncomfortable space and you feel like it's going to be some growth from it. Yeah. I just feel like there, there are a lot of aspects of my life where I've been feeling really uncomfortable lately. Mm. Um, and 
that kind of probably be a whole nother episode, but um, you know, I've been very Not to cut you off. Can you just give an example? I just want to yeah. hear. Like, I just want to hear. Yeah. Like, I've just been feeling very uncomfortable, very uneasy, very anxious um, about a lot of areas in my life. Like where you are? Like, like where purpose? I am, purpose, where I'm going. And I think what triggered this for me is this knowing that we're done with children. It's almost as mm-hmm. if I'm stepping into another phase of life. I'm trying to regain who Kadeen is. I'm trying to reclaim who Kadeen is. I'm trying to rediscover who Kadeen is because with each child, with each year that passes, I felt really unrecognizable. Like me, I didn't recognize yo, myself. Let me tell you something. And it's hard for me to show up for you when I don't even know who the fuck I am. I'm going to tell you why that why that's profound, right? As a man, I've never in my life thought about kids stopping or starting any point of my life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's very real. That's that's and 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 hearing you say that is kind of it's kind of like ding light bulb. Even now even though we talk often, right? Because when we when we have these podcasts, it still is a a way for discovery. Mhm. But I'm hearing you say, with every aspect of your life, you had to think, okay, I gotta, I'm got, i going to have a child, so this is going to stop, and I'm going to have to start this over. Mm-hmm. As a man, I've never had to think about that. Never. It was, oh, we're having a child. I'm going to just go harder while my wife is going through this to make exactly. sure. But I never have to stop anything. Bro, that downtime fucks with you because you're like, shoot, I was on my way to doing this, but now I'm going to have to stop, reset, get my body back, do this, do the third. And it's just like with each child, there's more responsibility. There's one more person that you yeah. have to take into account. There's one more person to have to care for. And that shit is exhausting. And then, you know, we talk about women losing themselves in in, in motherhood and in, yeah. in relationships and stuff like that. But for me, it was more than that. It was just like, I just really was feeling like I need, this is a growth period for me. So I really need to investigate how can I, take accountability for the different ways I've shown up or not shown up in not just my relationship mm. with you, but as a mom, mm. as a sister, as a friend, as a, as a, you know, client, for example, to my manager, like, how am I not mm. being productive enough? Um, how, how am I not, you know, walking in the path that I know is, is for me. And sometimes I don't even know what that path is because I had to rediscover. So I'm going through that phase right now. But accountability has months, helped you a lot But accountability with that. has helped. And that's something that is, has been an issue for my family, my immediate family, like uh, just mm. growing. Like no one wants to be accountable for anything because there's this pursuit of perfection that we have to be everything to everyone and to be that perfect person. And when you don't feel like you're on that path and you're not doing it the way mm. that you should be doing it, mm. you know, it becomes to be a lot. And you want to, you know, to put, you want to do the, the Drake, which yeah. is the side. <laughs> You know, but then it's just like, wait, how can I reclaim my life? And it starts with me being accountable in so many different aspects. So it was a lot of tough moments for me being like, damn, I I can't expect this from my son, for example, if I'm not leading by that example or, or seeing a, a, seeing something that my son exhibits. That's something in myself that I don't like or something that I'm trying to work on or something that's hindered me from progress. About that. Remember we talked about that. Oh, yeah. It's hindered me from progress. Yeah. And it's just like, damn. Kadeen, now you have to get to the root of why you can't be an example to your son. Because what I would hate for is one of my sons to come to me one day and say, well, mom, you say this, this, that, and the third, but you don't do that. Damn. And I just don't want to be that parent. I don't want to be that person. So So having kids and watching your kids exhibit behavior that is similar to you Mm -hmm. showed you where you needed to be more accountable. Absolutely. And that led you to being more accountable as a wife. In every aspect of life. That's deep. And I'm still working on it. So Having kids made you a better wife. Yeah. Because having kids definitely made me a better father. For sure. I'm not even going to lie. For sure. Like our attention to detail now 
like shit, life is crazy, schedules are hectic and stuff like that. But like I was meant to be a mom and wife. Like I know that. So the crazy part is we had this conversation and remember the it was a saying I just came up. Well, it wasn't even a saying, but pretty much what's harder than being accountable and what's harder than watching yourself, watching all your insecurities happen Mm -hmm. is watching your children exhibit the same insecurities you Mm -hmm. have. Because you projected it on them. On them, yeah. That to me is what tried to what made me want to be a better husband. Because mm-hmm. I said my sons have to watch me. Mm-hmm. I don't want my sons to have the fears I have or exhibit the bad behavior that I have that I know I have. Mm-hmm. So I have to move better so that they can move better and live better. Yeah. So it, it kind of forced me to be more accountable. And I'm I'm hearing you say this now because Kadeen and I do talk a lot about each other, but sometimes we have these conversations mid podcast that was like, wow, like yeah. we, we haven't talked about that. Uh-huh. And even even you saying now like you just realized you just needed to be a better wife. Mm-hmm. You don't hear a lot of women say that. Yeah. And I'm and I'm gonna honestly say that as a man, you may get some I may get some flack for it, but I don't give a fuck. We live in a time now where everyone is looking to point the finger at someone else. Mm-hmm. So to hear a woman say, no, I just realized I needed to just be better mm-hmm. and not give any excuses and to mm-hmm. say you got tired of hearing your own excuses yeah. and hearing why is like because you saw your sons and if they make an excuse that you wouldn't want to hear, you'd be like, damn, where'd they get that from? Because honestly, shit just wasn't making sense anymore. Like I couldn't even justify half the shit what I was saying. Like think about it. When we've had these discussions, sometimes yeah. you're just sitting there and you're like, why, are you, why aren't you saying anything? And I'm just like, bro, like I'm excused out. Like I, I, I like what more can I say in this moment? Nah, and you. shit, man, it might be even selfish on my part. I got just tired of fucking talking about the same shit over and over again. I'm like, why are we talking about this again? <laughs> Bitch, nah, because you're not you. doing what you're supposed to do. That's why we're having this conversation again, you know? And one thing the vows want to do is hold me accountable. And that's what I need. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I kind of just um, implore that in different aspects of my life now. So I'm interested to see how Kadeen unfolds over the next couple months and years. Because I feel like who I'm meant to be Um now that I have my children in tow mm. and I have my husband and, you know, my career hasn't even seen the heights or the potential that it has. Yeah, you you just get I, like, started. I, I, and I, started. And it's in part because I just self-sabotage in a way because I'm like, I know I'm going to have to stop and come back. I know I'm going to have to stop mm. and come back. But then no more stopping it now. That's And to be honest, that's yeah. why I was excited about this vasectomy, you know, to watch you unfold. And now I'm excited to unfold them legs. Period. And I ain't got to worry about nothing coming out. Period. And then, I mean, the most I worry about is a period, but it's not going to be as bad as it's been. Because who wants to have a fucking period every, like, three, every 21 to 22 days? Not that me. That whack. Not and me. And it's long as hell. And, oh, it's just embarrassing moments. Like, yeah, nobody yeah, got time for that. Not at all. So, um, two more facts about vasectomies in case you're considering it or wondering. Doctors say that vasectomies should be considered permanent, but there's always ways to reverse them. So, if you decide you want to change your mind and go back go back ain't nobody going back in here <laughs> you want you cut me one time one time in a nut that's, that's it. it you ain't cutting two times and if the reversal is within 10 years of the vasectomy the success rate is about 60 to 75 percent but after 15 years it can drop to half about 30 percent so mm. decide within 10 years if you have a vasectomy and you want to get it reversed Ooh. all right y'all i think this is a good little spot um to take a, a break but before yeah. we go into a break um one of the questions on the rundown was have we shared this information with friends and family and what do they think about the choice you were on the fence about sharing whether or not you yeah. have a vasectomy do you know why you were debating it um i was i was on the fence about sharing it because i feel like when you become a public figure right mm-hmm. people use your 
experiences as an example as to why other people should follow, mm-hmm. right? And I made my decision for my own personal reasons. Mm-hmm. I would never want anyone else to say to a, another guy, well, you should do it because DeVal did it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? The same yeah. way the same way when we, we talk about the sex episodes and you talk about some of the things that you do for me sexually, I don't ever want a man to try to gaslight their wife and be like, well, Kadeen does this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like I, I get approached from men all the time when we're at the airport. And they're like, why you be saying all that nice shit about your wife all the time? Now my, my wife is saying, how come you don't talk to me about this? I don't ever want anyone to use, especially something as serious as a vasectomy, mm-hmm. or use me as an example as, well, DeVal did it, so you should do it. Okay. So I was kind of on the edge, on, on the border about sharing, mm-hmm. but I felt comfortable sharing because... I felt like it, it would be important for men to hear my reasons mm-hmm. and also to hear the advantages of how it helped us both sexually, mm-hmm. but also spiritually. Because now, spiritually, you don't have to worry about what if I get pregnant. You can focus on where you want to take your life as an individual, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and people don't realize that. When you have someone that, oh, and I never realized that. When you have someone that's like, okay, I can start this, but dang, if the, if we have another baby, then that's going to set me back two years. I don't ever have to think about that. Right. You know how hard that is for someone yeah, spiritually to yeah. restart over and over again? Man, listen, that shit is very trying. So really for me, is. it was just like, I, so. I want to share this with gentlemen if they're considering it to hear other reasons mm-hmm. other than, you know what I'm saying? Well, your wife had kids, it's your turn. Because that's typically what you always hear. Yeah. Your wife yeah. had babies, she had a right. baby, you can't have a procedure. Yeah. yeah, it's like that's... That can never be an excuse, especially with the divorce rates being so high. Mm-hmm. You want to, you never want to do something so permanent, right? And then what if it don't work out? Because right. then he gonna be like, "Bitch, yeah. I got a fucking vasectomy for you. Because you ain't you. going nowhere." Yeah. And it's like yeah. no one wants to hear that, right? So it's like make sure you make your own reasons. You've heard my reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, I had my own personal reasons mm-hmm. uh, sexually. I also mm-hmm. had my own reasons for doing it for my wife, health wise. Mm-hmm. So it was like just. To create more peace in my home. So that's sure. why I chose to share. And for I hope sure. it helps someone else create more peace in their home. Yeah, for sure. I know there's also like an age range where they, like for example, if a woman is tying her tubes, like the doctors just won't tie your tubes before. I think it's like 35. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you may be going through a rough patch and you're like, right. fuck this, I'm going to tie my tubes because I can't fuck with it. And then you just end up in yeah. another situation where you're just like, shit. Like, I wish I could have, I another, wish I could baby. have another baby right now. Mm-hmm. And which I've heard that some versions of um, the tube ligation is... Um, Reversible. Reversible. Or okay. reversible, yeah. But I don't know what the rates are for that um, in terms of effectiveness. Okay. All right, now's a good time to take a little break. We have two two listener letters that we always like to dive into. So uh, let's go pay some bills and we will come right back. Yeah. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. And get this, Nier, yes, Nier, the OG that I used for years, has now leveled up. And they have these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell amazing. My personal favorite, coconut oil and vitamin E because it's gentle on my skin. And down to the body cream, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, which is a modern take on indulgent and classic femininity. Okay, it works in as little as three minutes, no nicks, no cuts, and the smooth skin lasts days longer than shaving. Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all those nasty chemicals so you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin. Have a me time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. 
There's power in every purchase because every time we buy a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. And y'all know I love my lip bar products. That's just one to name a few. There is a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. Show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. That's right, y'all. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. That's right. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women. And this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married yeah. at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation <laughs> yeah. that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. We create magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. I'll go first. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Since this I had a vasectomy. About you. you know what I'm saying? I, for sorry, but I'm going to keep throwing that in. Every time, you know how Kay used to throw to me? I had three whole boys. That's going to be my saying now. Every well, time I ask for, well, four whole boys. Uh-huh. Every time she asks me about something, I'm going to be like, I had a vasectomy. You can't get me a fucking bear. I'm thirsty. <laughs> I'm thirsty. I'm going to just throw it out there whenever I can. Milk right, it, so baby. Milk it. It's I'm going right. first today because I had a vasectomy. Because I'm going to milk it too. Skim milk it. Yo, you see how she Ew. she's so nasty now. Like now that she knows, skim milk, that's what you call my nut now. It ain't whole yeah, milk, no. it's skim milk. <laughs> it that's skim. hilarious. Well, I'm watching my figure, so calorie count. Mm. Mm-hmm. You just let everybody know you swallow. Hey, it depends <laughs> on the day. It's funny too because at this bachelorette, everyone's like spit or swallow, spit or swallow. I'm like, it depends on what Bay wants, baby. Yo, she nasty. This is why I had to get a vasectomy. If I didn't get a vasectomy, she'd be pregnant every, every other year. Every other year. Every literally. other year she'd be pregnant. Because the, <laughs> uh, the year before that, she'd be having a baby. That's a fact. But um, all right, let me go to listen to letters. So I'm writing in to find out how you guys decided you were officially done having kids. I just turned 30 years old and I have an 11-year-old son. I've been with my fiance for two and a half years, dating for three and a half years. He has two daughters, 13 and 11 years old, from previous relationships. 
Now that our families are officially blended, we have been considering the vasectomy process. The closer we get to our wedding date, I am secretly struggling to decide if I really don't want any more kids. The thought of not having a child with my husband seems strange to me. That's where we mm-hmm. were too. Um, when we were dating, uh, when we were dating, I got pregnant and decided to terminate the pregnancy out of fear a child would accelerate our relationship faster than I was ready. When we officially got together, I wanted another child, but I didn't. He wanted another child. Oh, he wanted another child. Excuse me. He wanted another child, but I didn't. Then when I thought I wanted another child, he didn't. Mm. We got on the same page for the last year and have agreed we are both fulfilled with the children we do have. But now I'm back to wondering if we are making the right choice. Mm. Thank you for the help. I think the fact that you're wishy-washy and going back and forth probably means that you're not done. I wouldn't have a vasectomy if you wishy-washy. Yeah, I wouldn't do it mm-hmm. either. Um, that's how Deval and I were for between three and four, actually. Yes. It was kind of like, all right, we're both one of three kids. Three feels normal. Three feels natural. But Deval's yep. kind of like, yeah, but I kind of envisioned like four kids. And I, I was did. like, okay. And then somebody gave me the example of just like, well, if they're doubling up on a roller coaster, somebody's going to be right themselves. <laughs> you know, right. like, it was just little funny things like that. Yeah. But I knew deep down that I was not finished. Yes. I knew deep down. So it's literally a gut feeling that you feel. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like definitive, um, at least for women who I've spoken to. And like I expressed in this podcast episode, I feel like the decision was kind of made for me when I was praying for, um, I was praying for a sign and, and God gave me that. So if you haven't gotten your sign yet, sis, this might be your sign actually that you're not done. And I can see that one. Ha- even if you have your own child, you know, outside of your your mm-hmm. spouse and then he has his own children, like wanting mm-hmm. that to bond together. Mm-hmm. Um, having that one child together might be the thing that you need. So I would agree. I, for for him, for example, if he says that he's done having kids, because there are some men who are like, I don't want any more kids. True. It's not just women. If, yeah. if you're a man who just decided you don't want to have any more kids, I think you should speak to your spouse about it before you have a vasectomy. I would never go on and just have a vasectomy without telling my spouse. Mm-hmm. But if you're if you're... A man and you decide you don't want to have more kids, you want to have a vasectomy, it's your body, it's your choice. Mm -hmm. The same way a woman can decide whether she wants to terminate a pregnancy or not, whether she wants to be on birth control or not. If he wants to have a vasectomy and and you guys collectively decide that that's the way you want to go, do that. But um, it has to be a collective decision. Definitely. Uh, Kadeen and I also talk about, I ain't going to talk about it in the book, but I'm telling y'all, y'all got to read it. When y'all read the book, y'all going to learn a lot about us and the decisions we had to make uh, when we were dating, especially as... as, uh, uh, teenagers. Yeah, some tough but, um, decisions were made. Tough decisions were made. We here to talk about it. Yes. Or write about it. Rather. But yes, be be <laughs> in constant communication with each other, and yeah. don't make a finite decision like a vasectomy until you're a hundred percent sure. Absolutely. All right. Hey there, Kadina Deval. Let me say I adore you guys. Thank you. I don't Thank have any so married people in my life, so I get insight on relationships, and it's been truly helpful to me. So thank you all for being so honest. I'm a 30-year-old single woman with a 10-year-old daughter. For context, I have a great paying job, and I'm finishing my degree in political science. Mm. I am finally at the age and position where I'm ready to actually date and settle down, so that has started my dating process with a purpose journey. Mm. I must say, the dating pool is trash, y'all. <laughs> so we've been hearing. Um, I really want to find the parents of these men and ask them what the hell this is. I have a list of qualities I look for, and I must say Deval has shown me the way men should carry themselves. Wow, thank you. I want to be clear. I'm not looking for Deval or comparing every man to Deval. As you should. But I listen to what Deval says about men and how they operate and base my list off of that. I look for men that can handle... Yeah, listen, these are some big-ass shoes to fill over here, baby. Um, I look for men that can handle themselves in a multitude of settings, one that has consistent... 
work uh, work or consistent source of income. I agree with that. Um, a man that has plans for the future. I agree with that. Men that can effectively communicate. I agree with that. Men that have the potential to lead as some of the main things. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I have dated a few men over the past two years and they've all lacked one or more of these qualities that I desire. We may have great chemistry, but I can't see any long-term plans with these men. I'll normally say, okay, we are semi-young, so we ha- we are all still growing. But by the second X on my list, I'm running for the hills. Mm. Are my expectations too high for a man? Or should I stick to the things that I require and keep searching the dating pool for what I want? I feel if I shorten my list, I may be settling because I get older. I'm getting Don't older and these eggs will be dust soon. Um, please let me know what you guys think. Love always. P.S. When I saw the opening for Zatima the first time, I got teary-eyed. I've been on this journey with you all for years, and I'm just so proud of DeVal and all his accomplishments. Oh, that's what's You up, guys man. are family, and I love to see y'all win. Thank you, sis. Thank you so much. And thanks for celebrating DeVal. Yes, thank you and, so much. Because Zatima and that show was all him. People like to celebrate DeVal and I together, but that was all <laughs> him. <laughs> they congratulate me for Zatima. <laughs> they do. And I'm like, congratulate him. That was all him. So oh, Thanks, thanks. Um, So thank you for that, sis. All right, so Deval, what's your I don't idea settle. here? I don't settle. What's, Listen, what's, I don't ever, I will never in my life mm-hmm. tell anybody, oh, your list is too long. No, you know what I wanted? I wanted a beautiful woman with a sense of humor, with a fat ass, with a perfect <laughs> face, with long hair that's funny, and that's hey. what I got. And, and, and when I think about my life, I didn't settle for anything in any aspect of my life. When it came to sports, when it came to academia, when it came to... Uh, building my businesses when it came to my TV career, I just never settled. So when people say, "Should I settle or is my list too long?" I say, "No, yeah, no." If if you looked at my list for all the things I want in my life, not just my woman, but where I want to live, how I want to live, how many kids I wanted, what I wanted to do with my life, I've never settled. Yeah. The idea of settling to me is a recipe for disaster mm-hmm. because the minute you settle and you settle with that person. When you're not getting the things that you really desired, you're going to have resentment towards that person. And it's not fair to that person that you settled with them. And -hmm. you know what I'm saying? You settled with them. And I was like, you're not anything I ever wanted. Well, you chose that motherfucker. (laughs) Right. Don't settle. Work your ass off and be deliberate about what you want until you get it. Mm -hmm. Period. Nope, for sure. And sis, just make sure that when you have your list of things that you're looking for with a man, that you're bringing something to the table as well, too. Because a lot of times, one thing we good for is a list, sis. We good for a list. We're doing all these things that we know that we Ooh. want this man to have. And, you know, you want that Build-A-Bear mm. man. But, sis, do you have the qualities that can match someone who you're trying to pull? Make sure that you are deliberate about that as well, too. Because it can be a problem when you're trying to. Okay. No, no, no. No, you're right. <laughs> not looking at me. I'm looking at you. No, I'm looking <laughs> at I, you. I'm dead No, serious, you're though. absolutely right. Because when I said I don't settle and I have my list, right? And I thought about all the things I wanted in a woman. Mm-hmm. I definitely said... Is the woman that I desire, does the woman that I desire desire me? Yes. And if if I feel like they don't desire me, I have to build myself up to be desirable for the type of woman that I want. Mm-hmm. So you just really touched on something. If you have a list, make sure you have a list of your own and that you can put yourself in that category to be deserving of mm-hmm. that. So you definitely touched on And I didn't touch on that. Yeah. That was always big on settling, but you're absolutely right. Right. No, absolutely. And I mean, I agree too. Like don't yeah. settle at all for yeah. sure. But in addition to that, just make sure Are that you're- working on you're, yourself? Yes, because yeah. sometimes we, you fall into these traps or what I've at least heard That's or seen deep. with dating is that 
you you keep talking about you know men ain't shit, women ain't shit because of the type of when we spoke about this, yes. the type of person that you're attracting or the type of person yes. that you're you know you're ending up with. If there's a similar pattern of these people having the same qualities, it's probably because your list fucked up, That's or true. because you know you're looking at the wrong pool of people. That's true. So um, good luck to you, sis. I'm sure that he's out there. And in the meantime, sis, freeze your eggs. That's one piece of advice I have for you. Like that was something else that we spoke oh, yeah. about. Modern science. This, this second of... marriage bachelorette party is that we're in an age group where women are talking about shit. I'm still single. I'm 30 something years old. And, you know, I'm considering wanting to have yeah. children. Um, how is that going to happen for me? And then my sister now working in fertility. Mm-hmm. Um, she has been giving a lot of insight to friends of mine and yeah. stuff about what the procedures are. If you are wanting to have children, but not quite ready yet or don't have a partner, um, consider freezing your eggs. So at least they'll be. Um, in a good space, mm-hmm. viable egg. So when you're ready, you can make that happen for yourself. So I agree. Good luck to you, sis. All right. If you want to be featured as one of our listener letters, uh, email us at deadassadvice at gmail.com. That's D-E-A-D-A-S-S-A-D-V-I-C-E at gmail.com. All right. Time for Moment of Truth. We're talking DeVal's vasectomy. What, what's the today's episode going to be called? We can't just call it DeVal's, episode, DeVal's vasectomy. Uh, we can call it D's Nuts. D's Nuts. No. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of them. There's a lot of yeah. The Nutcracker, I think, is super cute, too. That's with not like going to be the name. That's not going to be the name. No. Okay. Well, fine. Um, <laughs> do you have a moment of truth now that you've been the one to experience this process and this journey? Um, yes. What do you have to say? Um, my my moment of truth in this whole process is that I've reached the point where I realized that the greater good of my family is more important than my needs mm-hmm. and my wants. Mm-hmm. No, I never wanted to get a vasectomy. I was afraid of the pain. I was mm-hmm. afraid of being emasculated because I could no longer having kids. But when I look at our family in totality and I look mm-hmm. at how it can help you health wise, mm-hmm. um, putting the limit on how many kids we have so that I can give the, the, a certain amount of attention to all the kids, yes. but also help you, uh, spiritually feel like you don't have to worry about what's going to be next if you have another child. It was so worth it. Yeah. And if I had to do it again the same way, I definitely would do it again. I love that. I guess my moment of truth is like a thank you to you um, for just seeing me, you know, mm-hmm. in this space because all of the vasectomy had nothing really to do with me because I'm not physically mm-hmm. going through it. Um, thank you for seeing that I was in a space where I needed help and for the betterment of my health for the betterment of our relationship, Mm. um, our sex life, and just our life in general, because we're at the age now we're concerned about each other's health and how we're going to be able to prolong this life together. Absolutely. um, From a a health standpoint, um, from a mental standpoint. Mm -hmm. um, And we just want to continue to grow into whatever greatness we have for each other. And I feel like we're at a space now where we can just finally say, that's Once it. you get that last test, what is it, eight weeks from now after 20 yeah. to 25 ejaculations, we're going to get on that soon, as soon as you can. <laughs> but um, I just, I'm just excited to see where this next level of life is going to go for us. Because like I said, I feel like I've been super uncomfortable lately with myself and um, growth is inevitable when I'm in a space like this. Yeah. And I'm just happy that I can do it alongside you. So I love let's you, fight babe. back to this episode. Y'all. I love you. I, I can hear, hear it. I can hear it. I love yeah. you. You know that? Like, you there's just no other the way to like best. warm your girl's heart by like getting your balls chopped. It's just crazy. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know how we took that turn there. So, no, but, no, but no. I say that in jest, but no, I love you. And I thank you for always considering me and for seeing me. Um, and I thank you for doing the same. And because you do that for me, I feel like you deserve to enjoy what's left of our life together. A long one. Yeah. Um, And a happy sex 
sex uh, sexually, I want to say we can explore each other in different ways now, which would be great. I'm looking forward to that. Mm-mm, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. Let's see what season 10 and 11 and 12. We're going to be talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> You're so stupid. <laughs> All right, y'all. Be sure to follow us on the podcast page. It's Dead Ass the Podcast. And you can find me at Kadeen I Am. And I am Devout. And if you're listening to Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Dead Ass, baby. Dead Ass is a production of iHeartMedia Podcast Network and is produced by Denora Pena and Tribble. Follow the podcast on social media at Dead Ass the Podcast and never miss a thing. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. One at Flatiron Plaza in New York City and one at Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's a perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it.